Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. We have we have the Nashvillians. They are an incredibly talented group made up of Nashville songwriters and producers Brett Boyette, Troy Johnson, and Scott Lindsay. On May 14th, the band released a track, Who Don't, which is written by the late Andrew Dorff, Old Dominion's Brad Tercy, and Corey Crowder, and is produced by Andrew's father, Steve Dorff. That's right. Right. All of that is correct. And we're excited to have y'all on. So yes, welcome we to are. the show. Welcome. Well, thank you guys. We're 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 really happy to be here. Yeah. You know what's cool awesome. about the connection here is we're doing next year in Nashville mm -hmm. a forty over forty event where you know I said you know they have these thirty under thirties, forty under forties. Well, nobody does recognizes our generation. That's true. So forty over forty. So we're doing a forty over forty charity event to recognize the top forty professionals in Nashville. Yes. And. The um, charity that we pick that we're partnering with is actually Steve Dorff's one with Andrew Dorff. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. that's great. That's great. Really cool. great. So small world. So a small world. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a small town for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> so as we get started here, as you know, um, COVID has affected everybody in different ways. Oh, How has it affected y'all? And what have you done to maneuver through this crazy new maze? Well, we've not been able to play out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of uh, social media presence stuff, a lot more live streaming like this kind of thing, um, some writing, uh, some more production stuff. Uh, but I would say a lot of it, a lot of our social media stuff has spawned from COVID. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. As much, yeah, yeah, just like everybody else, we've had to learn how to do this uh, online and. Uh, you know, it's been uh, there's 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 pros and cons, but uh, all in all, I've I've enjoyed it. You know, having to, I, I think what it does overall, not just us, but you know, the overall um, ecosystem, it 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 has now provided us with a new income stream that yeah yeah or at least a new avenue uh, that you didn't have before that that you didn't necessarily you know, do before. So, yeah. you know, once everything opens up and everybody's back live, I don't think they're going to stop. I was about to say in, in, income stream. You've been seeing income. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as you know, a lot of people are doing these online concerts where you pay 20 bucks to participate. Yeah. So I can see that That's open up all these guys. That, so I think if things open up, what you're going to do is you're going to have your live show set up, right. but you're going to have your live concert where, Hey, for five bucks, join in with us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just going to be tacked on to whatever you traditionally did in the past. Yeah. That, that's just like for us. Um, we started the show January of 2020 and a couple months before COVID. And I remember thinking our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. And we thought if we could do that, like, we that would be a lot. Yeah. And we thought that was pushing it. And then COVID happens. Right. And I, and I remember telling Sandy, I was like, you know, this could actually be a silver lining for our show because yeah. you know people yeah. that normally are too busy to come on a brand new show are not busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, now you're picking a litter. And all of a sudden, we started getting people like your Randy Travis's, Sarah Evans, yeah, Tanil Art, Lee Bryce, and. Colin Ray. Ray. Ooh, and crazy. I mean, tomorrow we've got Brian Latrell from the Backstreet Boys coming on. Yeah. So, awesome. cool. so all of a sudden, 
this started happening. And instead of doing 100 interviews last year, we end up doing 300 because of that. Wow. wow. Well, we are honored to be part yeah. of that group for sure. Wow. We're honored to have y'all on too. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, you know, now when did y'all know, you know, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career move for y'all? For y'all, for us individually, I'd assume. Individually. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, me personally, um, I have always, since I was five years old, since I can remember, I've always sang. I've sang in the car. I sang in the shower. I sang myself to sleep. I sang in school. I sang. I just, I, it was just all part of I couldn't not go five minutes without singing something. In fact, wow. you know, one of the stories that my mom likes to tell uh, is when I was in elementary school, we, I went to a, a, a private uh, Christian school uh, when I was really young and the, the bathrooms were actually in the classroom. There were, <laughs> it was at a church and the bathrooms yeah. were in the classroom. So when you <laughs> raised your hand to go to the bathroom, you just walked to the back of the classroom <laughs> and there you were. Uh, for better or worse, I don't know why they did that, but when I got in there, um, I real the acoustics in there were just amazing. I would sing and my voice oh, would wow. reverberate, and and so I would just get louder and louder and louder as I sang. I was probably six, seven, and at some point the and I would lose my sense of time, and and so there <laughs> were many times the teacher had to knock on the door, say, "Troy, are you done?" <laughs> and bring me back to earth. So. Um, that's why is the vocal booth in his studio has a toilet in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's just a measure of it all home. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it just makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I track my guitars on the throne. <laughs> but uh, no, anyway. So that to say, I've I've just always done it. I've always so as far as it clicking. It was just so much a part of my life that there, I didn't do anything else. I started playing piano. I started playing guitar. I would start write songs when I was in high school. So, you know, my parents looked for avenues, and they were musicians as well. So they didn't, you know, they they encouraged me to pursue that that career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, knowing full well that it'd be nice to have something to fall back on, but we all know how that goes when it yeah. comes to parenting. You know, yeah. but, but um, anyway, so when it came to going to school, we found a, a college that that sort of, uh, you know, encompassed. We, I went to Belmont here in Nashville, right up the street. We're on Music Row right now. And um, so they had a business program and I, I, I thought it would be good to find out. They had a music program and a music business program. And I, I chose the music business route. One, because I didn't have to audition for it. <laughs> I was but uh, the other thing is, you know, the rationale to do that was to learn about the business yeah. so that yeah. you know, I wouldn't get, quote unquote, taken, which is, you know, knowing what I know now, that's really not a, a fear. Here, <laughs> But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I've just always done it. I've just never really done anything else. You want to go next? Sure. Um, I guess uh, when I decided I was going to do this professionally, um, I guess the first time I was graduating college, I was hanging out with a friend of mine in college, and uh, he, his dad uh, used to play, his stepdad played uh, guitar and bass, actually bass, for George Jones and Tammy Wynette. 
and uh, and I had been I had been playing all over Texas and country bands and stuff, and I had a bunch of handful of songs I had written, and um, he had me play them for his uh, stepdad and his and uh, James Holly, who just passed away a couple weeks ago. But James is like, man, you need to move to Nashville and be a writer. Yeah, and I was like, really? I mean, you think they're any good? Because I was in college for forensic archaeology. Easy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and journalism. I was doubling with that in journalism, and uh, I was like, really? And I was like, I don't think my parents are going to be very happy about this. But uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I decided to do it because I just loved country music so much, and I loved playing and loved writing, and uh, moved here. And then uh, the, the second time, uh, I was in Nashville for about a couple four years. I moved to New York City. And then uh, I had my cousin was on Broadway with uh, Steve Dorff's wife at the time, <laughs> his ex-wife, Lori. Uh, and uh, they were in a show called Crazy for You. And uh, she gave Steve, uh, my cousin gave Lori, who gave to Steve, uh, a disc of my music. And Steve actually contacted me and said, hey, would you want to move to Los Angeles? That's right. Uh, the onion we haven't heard yet. Yeah, it's yeah, true. That's great. And he said, do you want to move to, to Los Angeles and work for me? And I, I was like, well, yeah. I, I was a big fan of his from the George Strait movie, Pure Country. Yeah. Yeah. And all the, and all the other hits he's written. And I was like, well, yeah, this is a, a chance to learn from, you know, one of the, the legends of, and, uh, and of writers in this town. And uh, so I did that. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, but I've never thought of getting into TV. And that was the first TV show I ever did was with him. I was his music editor and I worked on Reba with him with his with the actual oh, first wow. we did. And I started doing a bunch of shows and ended up um, getting stuff on my own commercials and movies and TV shows and stuff and uh, and writing for the artists and then ended up doing getting a movie and meeting these guys and moving back to Nashville. So, awesome. So, awesome. All right. Well um, much so like top that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a competition, Chris. Get in trouble here. Much like Troy, I, I was raised around music. I'm from a place called Beaverdam, Kentucky, and uh, Bill Monroe was from like five miles down the road. A place oh, called. Wow. We had a lot of bluegrasses around all the time, and uh, my dad's a singer songwriter. He used to write with a guy named Tommy Collins. Who <laughs> Uh, Roots of My Razor Run Deep for Merle Haggard. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard the song uh, When Leonard Finally Came to California. Mm-mm. When Leonard Finally Came to California. That's not, that's Merle Haggard. Haggard. Yeah, yeah. That, that's about Tommy. His mm-hmm. real name. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah. So anyway, Dad, Dad was always around him, and we were around Johnny Russell a lot. And uh, so we, we would come to town all, all the time. So uh, I got my I got my feet wet with songwriting then, you know I, I would I'd write my little I love you and you love me kind of things and bring it in there when you were eight you know when I was You're eight still years old. That. yeah that's it that's, that's my it. best work <laughs> <laughs> no, but they they would critique it and send me back to my room and you know so I got a good songwriting lesson from the get go but and it, I, I caught the bug then and Dad was always wow. in hot bands and always performing and I was always around the bluegrass pickers and so I never really knew any better. You know, I thought everybody played music and basketball and baseball. You know? Yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> so when, at eighteen years old I came to Belmont and oh, I, wow. I studied classical and jazz. 
guitar. So I had to audition, unlike Troy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, from there, I was I was at Belmont about two years, and uh, took off on the road playing for other people, and and I, I was I was always writing, and I had a song, I got a record deal, and I had a song out called "You Only Call Me When You're Drunk." <laughs> it made some noise for me, and it was top forty for about ten weeks. Um, wow, awesome! And it took took me all over the country a couple times, and uh, and I came home uh, from that. And uh, I just lost that record deal. And uh, well, like the company sort of the dissolved, yeah, right? the, the company dissolved. Didn't really that's, a, that's kind of like its own story, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not that I lost the record deal, they just you know, they the investor, the main investor put his money elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, investors start realizing it's the music, and <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. wait a minute. Yeah, you know, this is perfect lead in to where we was about to go anyway, because, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, Miranda, Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the music industry. And I always want to talk about this. because I think a lot of people sugarcoat this and gloss over it because they want the fame, you know, without the work and all that. But it doesn't work that way. So. Let's talk about that side of it a little bit. Tell us about the, some of the sacrifices and struggles y'all went through that even get to where you are already. Well, it's just a matter of time. I think the sacrifice you make is just the time you you spend doing it. Um, just like any other creative endeavor, you know, the more time you spend doing it, the better you the better you get. So, yeah, and, um, and people at, at Blake Shelton and, and those guys level, I mean, they they still sacrifice their time. It's, it's yeah, you are yeah. sacrificing. And the too. work never goes away, no matter. No matter the level of fame. Part of the reason what people don't realize, especially in Nashville, and and it's 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 changed a little bit, but through the eighties and nineties and even the seventies, I guess, but. Uh, the, you you could be, you know, for every Blake Shelton, there's like twenty people that are right behind him, helping him do what he does. I mean, there's yeah. there's twenty songwriters that are on the record that he made. So, you know, throughout the heyday of of country music, you you could you could be an unknown songwriter. I mean, you'd be known in the songwriting community. Make a lot of money still. Yeah, you could make money. You wouldn't even have to have a single on the radio. You could have a couple of, you know, maybe three or four cuts on on right. different records coming out over the year, and you could make six figures just just doing that. Yeah, right. and that's mm -hmm. the whole bunch because people aren't buying records like that anymore. No, so that's what's money. been the 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 biggest paradigm shift when when the internet started sort of changing the world. Uh, yeah. The idea of that, that all of that changed. And so for the songwriter now, for the, the, the what I call journeyman, for the journeyman of the music industry, especially in Nashville, because it, it's always been such a mechanical, there, there's the machine of Nashville has been so, it, it's, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. You know, you have the songwriters, you have the, the, you know, the, the, the pluggers, you have the, the A&R, you have the artist, I mean, publishers. the machine of, right, the publishers. And for the longest time, the publishers were the power because that's all the money funneled into them with now all the money funnels into the label and, and really changed the way, you know, the, the, the way the, the way the machine works. And yeah. so, 
Yeah. It, it's almost it's almost gone back to the 40s and 50s where the the biggest income stream of a, of an artist is is their live performance. Yeah. And then COVID happens. So and then so, COVID happens, yeah. But, uh, right. So yes, yeah, so that, that really put a wrench in, in the machine. But as far as sacrifices and stuff, I mean, you know, like for me, I mean, I moved all over the country. You know, there's like there's stuff like that. There's time away from family that happens a lot. You know, we we have kids. There's you, know, you spend time away from your kids, working late nights at the studios and working on records and uh, and also another thing I, I think is. Uh, pretty true for what we do. Like for me, I graduated from college and high school friends and stuff. I, I see a lot of them going up the ranks and and their mm-hmm. and their chosen, chosen nine to five jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes a long time for this. I mean, you can get lucky and get something early, but a lot of times you're here. But they call it a ten year city, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it's, yeah. and it's hard. It's, it's really hard. And you have to you have to be creative and find other ways to make a living yeah. while that's happening. Um, you know, yeah, the biggest difference between uh, there's not a lot of difference in in endeavors. I mean, any endeavor you take is your your sacrifice is going to be time, right? That's just that's just between the music industry and and you know, the other nine to fivers is you don't have a time clock, (laughs) well, you don't have okay, (laughs) You, you don't, you're not guaranteed. Anything at the end of the month. Yeah. Well, right, and you're going to spend a lot of times, especially when people just move to town, they write five days a week, and they have no publisher. They're just trying to get to the publishing level. Right. So they're writing five days a week for free. Right. Right. But I will say, you know, you 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 view it as a sacrifice when you do this, and you're younger, and you you're doing this. I never viewed anything I did as a sacrifice. It was a passion I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made myself go to. I didn't really make myself. This is what you had to do. You go to open, you play your songs, you start meeting people. It never. I mean, it's easier to. You, I, you know, wasn't married with kids back then, but, but you know, you you never view it as a sacrifice. It's just no. it's just what you do. No, it's yeah. a, it's something you have to love. I mean, the love yeah. has got to be there, or you won't, or you won't give up the time. Yeah, it's only older yeah. that you start viewing it as yeah, a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we get exactly what you're saying too, because yeah. right. you know, because we even with this show, you know, we launched 16 months ago, and of course the show don't make money yet, but but the plan is to be a Bobby Bones, a Ty Bentley, a Kelly Clarkson show. You know, sure. so so that we've got the same dreams that y'all have, just a different platform. So we totally get where you're coming from because we're putting in 30, 40, 50 hours a week trying to make this show alive. And, and we have another and we have a job, side job to keep job. us afloat in the evening. Sure. So we're trying to balance all and this. Two kids. Two kids, two kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what keeps us afloat is we all wear different hats. I mean, you know, yeah. the band is, is something we're trying to pursue and and you know, to keep to keep to keep going. We all we do, you know, other things. Luckily, thankfully we're you know, doing them in the music industry, we've we've each That's developed smart. a, a yeah. career that, that can sustain us. So, yeah. anyway, true. So, y'all gonna perform a song for us, right? We sure are. Sure. So, tell us a little bit about the song, yes. and the floor is yours. Well, we'll do you know we'll, we'll do our current single, which is called "Who Don't." Because it's all about the business. It's all about the business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the business and the Benjamins. Benjamin. <laughs> 
Um, but this song is uh, this is the one that uh, Andrew Dorf wrote with uh, uh, Brad Tursey and Corey Crowder and Steve produce and um, Steve Dorf produce and we're gonna see if we can do it right. Well, I, I have every confidence we can do it right. <laughs> that people can perform on our show. Yes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so um, as y'all know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't mm -hmm. see the teams that make 
the artist. And right. in our opinion, they don't get the love they deserve. No, they don't. So if you want to take a few moments, just to tell us about the teams that help y'all be who you are. Absolutely. We have uh, Fate Entertainment is our, our record label. Uh, Karen Clark. Uh, Karen! Boss Lady. Boss Lady. Boss lady. Boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, Charles Alexander, a systemic um, and Abby over there. We've got uh, Jen yeah, Middleton. Jen. Yeah. Um, and uh, she sort of runs the label. Yeah, we've got uh, Aristo, obviously. Our, our they're awesome. Oh, they're amazing. Right? Yeah. She is amazing. Um, what else? I think that, I mean, you know we what? have video. We have each other. And we yeah. got two guys named Justin. They're both named Justin. I we would got, also say, oh, wow. by the way, just, I would also say the musicians that play with us, mm -hmm. the people that play on our records, they never get enough credit. I agree with you on, on that as well, like the session guys. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Talk, um, Saul played with us. We had uh, Sean, uh, Evan. Sean Hurley. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Evan played Victor, drums. Victor and Drizzo, Evan right. Hutchins. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and who else? Um, well, I mean, the engineers. Ilya uh, Toshinsky. Ilya, yeah, yeah. He puts together yeah. a good band all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then there's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's us. There's a very, very small part of yeah. the Nash Villains. <laughs> and Billy Decker <laughs> and Austin Stanley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, all those guys. Yeah. I tell you, that's the man who doesn't get enough credit is Austin. Yeah, I got Austin is the man. He's, he's a beast. What's he do? Well, he he. What doesn't he do? He he uh, he helps us out all the all, a lot. He he works at uh, at, at Brett Studio where where he um, where he has his studio and and Austin's always helping us out with uh, te technical stuff and oh, wow. and and he he mixes uh, some of our um, uh, social media stuff and 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 just yeah. it's, it's just great, always great happy guy. to do happy to help in any way he can. Yeah, right? he's and always right there. He's one of the he's uh, of all the ones we've mentioned. He's like one of the unsung heroes of what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of teams, we have a third co-host that we bring we on our little yes. nine-year-old. Yes, Christopher. Oh, oh, let's see. Yeah. And you know, and we, we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into our show too. Nice. Nice. Very nice. We are a family affair. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. You gotta love that. Uh, you know. When we first launched the show, I was like, how do we keep the family together? Uh, you know, I know it's yeah. artists, it's tougher, you know, but I was like, if we can do it, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even today, I mean, my kids are, my parents are watching my kids today because we're here doing this all day. They're on summer break, you know, yeah. so out of school. Hey, Chris, is this uh, live or is this? Uh, yeah, it's uh, live. Oh, cool. It's live. So we're, it's, uh, we're not getting edited later on. That'd be no, great. Oh, no. I should have I should have noticed right, it says right. live right there. You got something you want to hit? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things we could probably could have edited. <laughs> well, you never know. We've done a lot hey. of these things. Hey, there he is. Hi, hi, Nash Villains. So, what's your favorite food? Oh, favorite food. Good question. He gets the good questions right. He does. Mm -hmm. And whatever's on my plate's my favorite. I would have to say. <laughs> Can't go wrong with French. Can't fries. go wrong with French fries for sure. Mm -hmm. I like a good old. Spaghetti. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my go to, man. In fact, spaghetti is? Yes. Meat sauce? Yes. Just ragu or prego. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my, my that's my that's my go to meal. I can, I mean, well, what's yours? I'll store it. I can eat that all week. Mine, mine is pizza. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. first thing that always pops yeah. into my yeah. head. Yeah. I tell you what, if, if I had a last, if somebody's told mm -hmm. me I had a last meal, I think I would go with chicken fried steak. A tapas? All right. Well, it's nice meeting you, Christopher. Good, Good question. Yeah, uh, so, okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Oh, TV show. Oh. Ah. Goodness gracious. There's a bunch There's of them. Bunch. There's a bunch of TV shows that you probably can't even watch yet yeah. that no. I like. <laughs> you know what? I just finished, uh, my girlfriend and I just finished uh, binging was Yellowstone. Mm. And that's, a, that's, a, that's a great series. that's a really good one but i think it's something yeah. current he yeah or that, yeah you know yeah. yeah something that maybe he could watch yeah because yeah. what's yours mine is spongebob oh, oh yeah, yeah. We I, used to love I watch a lot of spongebob at the house yes. like, what's been cool though about this show is because we do artists and actors on the show so oh, cool. he he watches a lot of nickelodeon shows so we better bring on quite a bit of nickelodeon people onto our show Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. cool. Okay, so uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Of all time? Yes. probably say Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars. Oh, wow. Oh, mm -hmm. Tombstone is a really oh, good one. That's a good one, too. Tombstone mm -hmm. I like a lot. Again, I'm thinking of movies that you can't watch. Love Greece. Greece is yeah. a good one, man. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. And with yours? Mine, no. mine is the Minions movie. Oh, that's the, a good one. Oh, the Minions. I was going to say, well, Greece has the worst <laughs> message, though. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. The whole thing is about conformity to be yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was your age, Christopher, my mom wouldn't let me watch Greece. Good <laughs> 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 girl turning bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he loves this part of the show, but we, sometimes we forget what color shirt he's wearing, yeah. and then he blends into our green screen. All uh, good. Yeah. yeah, he was wearing his Nashville shirt today, and sort of blue green, and it was blending in. All behind you? <laughs> 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 no, this ain't real. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if y'all and I know y'all done a lot of co-writes, so if y'all could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Christopherson. Oh wow. Oh yes. Um, John Lennon. Ooh, oh, good. that's good, man. I think you'd. I think with John Lennon, though, you'd just be the guy writing down lyrics. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Christopherson would be would have been my top, but Troy said that. So other than that, I'd probably say uh, Towns Van Zant. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He already wrote that one. Though. I know. So as songwriters, if you didn't write anything, it'd be a fun time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All those, you know, Josh, anybody from Travis Wilburys, I mean, yeah. you know, oh, uh, yeah. Petty, I mean, I know he probably wrote all of his stuff by himself. Petty, uh, Roy Orbison, yeah. all those guys, yeah. Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That actually was one of my heroes growing up was Lionel Richie. Oh, 
Dozier. Uh, Lamont Dozier. From, from Dozier Holland, all the guys who wrote all the, the Motown hits. Oh, so, wow, 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 wow. wow. <laughs> so yeah, as songwriters, there'll probably be a thousand answers to this, but what's a song you've heard recently that you wish y'all wrote? Oh, God's goodness. Country. Uh, that's <laughs> I love that song, and it fits our style. Oh God's gosh, country, mine would uh, have to be mine would have to be the uh, the the uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Morgan Wallen song. Um, it was a couple years ago. Uh, yes, whiskey, whiskey glasses. That's oh, a great song. Gosh, mine would probably have to be. Uh, Put that in your country song, Eric. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we Hello, love it. Love Church, yeah, that's good. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I, don't, I really. Yeah. Now we talked about this at one point too. One of my favorite songs uh, is that. I uh, truck. Yeah, I drive I your, your truck. truck. Great song. Oh uh, yes, that's right. Many years old, but my goodness, I can't hear that. In the car without tearing up, man. I just can't. Right. Yeah, we recently had Lee Bryce on the show. We did. did you, what a great song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Jimmy Neary and the and the and the and the team. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know, back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. So yeah, before she was um, One of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years, and I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question because. The answer Kelsey gave us almost around six years ago is almost to the T of what she's been living the last few years. So she oh, knew, great. you know, so she yeah, knew she where she was going. Where do y'all want to go? I mean, in five years. Oh, I, I, I would like to see this band be, you know, first of all, gain a, an, an amazing amount of following. Uh, it'd be nice to tour the world. Uh, to have a cottage industry where we, where you know, we can generate um, uh, music and 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 you know have a community of fans that we that we interact with and um, you know just to I'd like to be just sipping, to keep playing music. I'd like to be sip, uh, sitting on a beach somewhere, sipping margaritas, enjoying royalties. Yeah, yeah. Now, right, right. right. On a boat somewhere at the end of a tour. Yeah, no, I, th I think we'd love to be like headlining acts. I mean, we'd love to be, have a, be a radio act with, with several number ones under our belt. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, you know, yeah, with a movie about our life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you I, go. Yeah. For the world, that's what I want to do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing big. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> and if you could describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet, how would you describe it? I'll let y'all take that one. I would say, <laughs> I would say dark. Uh, well, not dark. I would say outlaw country with a dark edge. Uh, awesome. Maybe almost like a cinematic spin on it. I like that uh -huh. outlaw country with a dark <laughs> edge. Uh -huh. I like that. I think yeah. that that sums that it up. Sums it up for you. <laughs> Got it. All right. And what would you like your legacy to be as artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Goodness gracious, these are tough questions. <laughs> uh, known for, I would say, you know, doing something different and and uh, you know having our own stamp yeah. on the music industry. I think to me, that's that's really important to all three of us because we've mm -hmm. all written contemporary uh, uh, country music and and you know we love it yeah but I think for this band it's it's really important for us to do something different yeah well yeah. 20 years from you want somebody to say you know what I really want to do something different you know like the Nash villains did right mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, yeah. 
you know, like we say, you yeah. know, like Willie yeah. does or yeah. like the yeah. Wayland does or. Yeah, I mean, it'd be certainly cool to, to, to have that. And maybe that's the answer. Mystique. Maybe, maybe the answer is we want P, another, the next group in 20 years to be speaking about how they wish they could have written a song with the right. Nash Bullens. Yeah. You know, or, or, yeah, you definitely want to have that as your legacy for sure. Yeah, you know, you're talking about outlaw made me think of something Nash Villains. So you've got the villain in y'all's name. Yeah. 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 See how that works? <laughs> 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 so you um, figured us out now, Chris. You got it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all just want to be the villain side of country, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But love, 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 love that. <laughs> so let's say that y'all had a friend of yours. You oh, heard oh, yeah. him or her sing, and they've got something special. A Simon Cowell would say they have that it factor, but they've played maybe forty or fifty shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. So this would be pre-COVID advice. So yeah. keep that in mind. Um, but they got on stage. They got what every artist says that they get that stage bug where they're looking over the crowd and the crowd's roaring for them. They know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them in the next couple of years? They're already on stage uh, playing to 10,000 people. They're, they've played 40 or 50 shows. I don't think they need any advice from us. <laughs> you know saying? They've played 40 or 50 shows, so they're still getting yeah, their feet wet. small shows. Oh, small. goodness gracious. 40 or 50 say, shows getting their feet wet. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would say what's really important to me is learn the business, learn how publishing works, learn how mechanical rights work, learn, learn, how, learn what you're doing and what you're doing for a job. And not, but I will say, not everybody can do that not every best not everybody's strong suit so if 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 you know that you can't and don't even want to do that find somebody you can trust that will do that yeah does that make sense yeah, yeah. it does i mean brett brett says that because he he's very business-minded he's very good at what? that um i'm not all that good at that so i'm glad i got him you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh just because the beer is free doesn't mean you got to drink all of them yeah that's that's from personal experience yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so being that y'all are really crazy it seems like i can tell y'all fun oh, what's okay. a crazy thing that's happened to y'all on stage oh on stage. Well, we haven't done a lot of stuff on stage as a band. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Scott's got some crazy stories. <laughs> uh, I've got one. Go ahead. So when I used to perform at SMU uh, in, in Dallas, <clears throat> the football players were all buddies of mine. Cause I was the only person that knew metal songs and they used to love that. So for some reason they thought it was cool. If they liked you, they'd show up in the crowd and they'd throw stuff at you. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that meant they liked it you. Did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> Beer bottles yeah, and yeah, rocks. No, no, no. <laughs> well, Chris Ledoux kind of started this whole thing off. You remember? Because I was a big Chris Ledoux fan, and he used to do a song called Copenhagen. They would all throw the audience would throw Copenhagen, Copenhagen. hands at uh, him every time he would do that. So, anyways, I told all these guys that mistakenly, and then those guys all showed up at my show. They were not, they were throwing everything: boots, Copenhagen, skittles, I mean, whatever. But man, it was it was it was a great time. That was uh, that was a lot of fun in that, in that period of time. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, the crazy story didn't come to mind. So let's just. I've got several. I've got to filter through them. Uh, this is years ago. I played a lot of honky tonks all over the country. This was years ago at a place in Alabama, 
this is before the show even. Uh, we show up and we're setting up and they've got like porch railing around the stage. I thought, yeah. Old black iron porch railing. I thought, man. Oh that's, my goodness. Said, that's odd and ugly. And dangerous. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I asked, the, I asked the bar owner, I said, why you got the porch railing up around the stage? He said, well, we had chicken wire when it tore down last week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. I was like, I turned to the band, I said, Good night, boys. Yeah. So the porch railing was an accent to the chicken wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. They replaced the chicken wire, they just put porch railing up there. Oh, right. my. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we... Actually, you were good no, enough. Yeah, we had no trouble. At oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Thank God, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure we can all come up with. Problems. Oh yeah, I've got a few more. So as we come to a close here, what's next for y'all? Next single. Uh, we have another single coming out after this one. We're going to ride this one for a while and see how far we can push it. Oh yeah, we're going to milk it for all it's worth. We are. Yeah. We are. Because we think it's a great song, I think it's a hit song. Um, so let's we're going to try to push this as much as we possibly can with our team, and then uh, after that, we'll be putting out a couple more singles and the full album. Yeah, and I mean we we have a uh, we have a weekly show called the Nashvillians Happy Hour that we do on Facebook every five every Tuesday at five thirty. Oh, wow. okay. uh, later on today, we'll we'll do that show, and uh, please check us out on Facebook Live. Or yeah. excuse me, on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook yeah. Yeah. And uh, so tell everybody how they can reach all y'all social media. Yeah, today actually we have it's a it's a Memorial Day uh, kind of concept. We have a bunch of um, or, or several several combat vet veterans on, and we're going to play a patriotic song, and we're going to be you know reverent to uh, the weekend and yeah. and talk to some uh, combat vets, and and it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting because these guys are they're all amazing guys, of course, and but they're not you. Being on, uh, yeah, this is probably something they normally they don't normally do. Yeah. None, none of them, yeah. I don't know anything like yeah. that. So it'll be a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, that. love that. You know, we really enjoyed having y'all on the show today, and we look forward to having y'all back. Well, well thank you. Yeah, we'd love, love to come back, guys. It was wonderful meeting you guys. I'm curious. The background's going to be next time. Yeah, we kind of stay. We can't. Yeah, you know, like I even have. Um, oh, yeah, he's got an example here. Yeah, I even have um <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll recognize this one. Oh yeah. In Paris. Oh. All right. Nice. Oh, yeah. oh that's that the Nashville skyline. The yeah. that, that building. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course where we live here. Oh uh, yeah. Savannah. Uh, Savannah. Savannah, you said? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, um, which we're planning on actually moving out to Nashville. Oh, good. Well, well it's a great on. place to live. Well, come on. Yeah, we're actually visiting Memorial Day weekend. We are. We're oh, wow. Friday. Very cool. Awesome. What, what sucks is we got to come back Monday, so it's only going to be a three-night yeah, thing. Three, but, yeah. right. but then we're coming out back for a big trip at the end of June, be June 29th to July 7th. We're going to be staying there seven nights. Yeah, so super okay, excited. We'll let the... We'll let the police station know ahead of time, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really enjoyed it. We did. Right. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.